Good morning. Today we will continue our series in the book of Hosea. Now what would come into your mind when you hear the word wilderness? Probably it could be a wasteland with nothing but the scorching heat of the sun and the cold of the night. Wilderness is actually the very opposite of what we can see and experience in a big city with different commodities, the homes of the vehicles, and people are busy with life. Last year, in the peak of the pandemic, during the lockdown, many countries seems weird and desolate, like a city in the wilderness. Now, in the book of Hosea, because of the unfaithfulness of Israel, in chapter 2, verse 3, it tells us that God will strip Israel naked and make her a wilderness. In verse 8, God who gave grain, wine, oil, silver, and gold, yet they used these blessings to worship Baal. And in verse 9, Therefore God said, I will take away all that causes Israel to stray away from him. And in verse 11, God said, I will put an end to their feasts and celebrations and lay them like waste in verse 12. And in verse 13 of Hosea chapter 2, it tells us that God will punish Israel for serving Baal and forgot about him, declares the Lord. It is a very serious thing in forgetting God or neglecting God and forsaking God. And this seems to be the cycle and behavior of the chosen people of God, Israel. And this is also the picture of Gomer, the unfaithful wife of the prophet Hosea. Gomer used to go back to her sinful ways, pursuing false god, Baal. As he said in Hosea chapter 2, verse 5, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water and my wool and my flax my oil, and my drink. Remember, Gomer, she was married to Hosea and must have known and aware that Hosea loves her very much, faithful to her, and cares for her. Yet, Gomer was unfaithful. Here, Gomer is representing Israel and likewise representing God's people today who have known God, who have known God in His faithfulness, yet His people at times, or many times, think that all of life is about oneself. The my, my drinks, my flax, my oil, about the me, the my, the myself, and I. People, even God's people, are not being exempted from being self-centered. 
they focus on themselves and not on God who actually bless His people. And in verse 8, if the blessings of God becomes our focus in life, then God, God will take it away and we will be in deep trouble. And this is idolatry. And last week, we have learned that idolatry is adultery against God. And this is a very serious offense in the eyes of God, which is trusting and worshiping creation and forgetting their God, who is our Creator. However, on the other hand, though God punishes His people for their unfaithfulness, yet God's love and mercy is greater than the unfaithfulness of His people. Here we can see God try to resolve in dealing the wrongdoing of His people by love instead of condemnation. Whom God loves, the Bible tells us, He disciplined in order to save them from destruction, in order to heal them, to heal their relationship, and to restore them to Himself. Now, in Hosea chapter 2, how then will God bring back His people to Himself? How will God bring back His people to Himself? This is what we are to find out this morning as we look into our main text in Hosea chapter 2, verse 14. It says, God said, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her and speak tenderly to his unfaithful people. Here we can see instead of judgment, here God resolves his, the unfaithfulness of his people by alluring or persuading his people back to himself. God will allure and persuade or even entice his people and lead them into the wilderness and tenderly speak to them. In other words, since his people went astray, God wants to make his presence real that he is there for them and be felt by his unfaithful people and God speak tenderly to them. The Israelites, they are not ignorant about the commands of God. And I believe so are we. They may have learned the truth and yet have not loved the truth, nor applied the truth into their lives. And they turn to idols instead. Such are the unfaithfulness of God's chosen people. Therefore, the alluring of God to bring His unfaithful people to the wilderness was to strip off what His people has, and that they may realize that they that everything they have, they enjoy, it comes from the Lord. And hopefully, they will look up to God, they will thank God, serve Him, and worship Him instead. However, we should note that the alluring of God is not by force on any person, but by persuasion 
and be conquered by the power of God's love and mercy. On one hand, God will not easily give up on His people because His love is greater than the sinfulness of His people. Since God will lead them to the wilderness, which is barren or a wasteland, then He needs indeed to allure or to entice His people because He will lead them to the wilderness so that he can, he, he can talk to them, speak to them. The question now we have to ask, why wilderness? Why wilderness? What is so significant about wilderness in restoring relationship? How can wilderness be an instrument to persuade the unfaithful people of God to listen to Him and to return to Him? Well, Wilderness is a place actually for preparation. It is a place for preparation. And the 40 years of the Israelites in the wilderness is a very good example. Wilderness is a place in which we are stripped of our earthly possessions and distractions, away from celebrations and the busyness of life for takes quietness of heart and minds to ponder and listen to God, where the heart needs to be humble, where the self-ego needs to be broken, where sin needs to be cleansed. As we can obviously see in the wilderness, the true attitude of the Israelites after they were set free from slavery, from from suffering. They are now free, and in the wilderness, we can see they complain, they grumble, they are discontent, disbelief. They point fingers and blame Moses for their suffering. And they made and worship the golden calf and disobey God's command. God allure or entice them into the wilderness to mold them and allow trials, allow pain, allow emptiness, and even brokenness to teach and train His people to trust and depend on Him. And in the wilderness, the lack of resources for survival is a reality. And here God can perform mighty deeds to show that His people, that He is indeed worthy worthy to be loved, and worthy to be served. We can see here in the wilderness during the time of Moses how God causes the rock in the wilderness to produce water to quench the thirst of the Israelites. In the wilderness, God did not only produce water from the rock, but also a pillar at night to, to give light and warm to His people, and a pillar of clouds during the day to protect them. God also, we can see in the wilderness, rain down manna to feed His people. This manna came from heaven. In the wilderness, they have no resources to survive. And God showed His people that He is sovereign, that He is all-powerful, 
and can be trusted in all aspects of life. And there is no need for them to worship Baal. Now, particularly when they were in crisis and in great fear, as Pharaoh and his army were approaching toward them, we can see God open the Red Sea to save His people. Despite their unfaithfulness, their wilderness journey, it became a place to let the Israelites to witness who God is, to witness that God can give them victory and transform their lives as true children of God. And we can see finally God led them to enter Canaan, the promised land. Therefore, we can see that wilderness is not only a place of desolation, but can also be a place of transformation. Wilderness is not only a place of deprivation, but also a place of renewal and restoration. Brethren, in reality, in this life, in our life that we live, we can experience wilderness anywhere, anytime. When we are in deep trouble, or when we are spiritually downcast, when we have drifted away from God, or maybe when we are in deep trials, and maybe when we are, we are, we are, we are in a broken relationship, we, it can be considered a wilderness in life. You know, when you are in affliction and you are very sick or infected with COVID-19, you cannot really enjoy what you have. You may spend sleepless nights. You may have the tendency to suffer anxiety and depression. You will not have appetite for food. You cannot really enjoy your wealth. You don't even have the freedom to move around because your body is too weak. You are deprived of lots of blessings and seems to be stripped of your freedom, your health, even your wealth. With this predicament, you can be like in a wilderness. Most people in this kind of situation begin to ponder about life and the afterlife and will seriously look up and cry out to God, for help. It's in their wilderness that they will look up and call upon God. Usually, most people do. Then the self-ego, the self-confidence, the self-sufficiency, the pride in life can be dealt with the love of God and mercy of God. And there in the wilderness of life, God can speak tenderly through His Word, and the heart can surrender with repentance, surrender with thanksgiving, and worship God. One of our Christian organization founder, she went home to be with the Lord a few months ago due to cancer for several years. In the mid-year of 2019, she came for a meeting with the mission board, and she came with braces from her back to her neck and to her head. Yet she never complained of her suffering 
And later, I found out that her motto in life was total surrender to Christ. Total surrender to Christ, no matter what the cost will be. This is a picture of God and His servant, where mutual trust and intimacy of a relationship in the wilderness of life that God allowed, and yet she remained faithful that even suffering nor death cannot separate her from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Brethren, we too can experience the alluring and leading of God into the wilderness of our time. Time and again, we will experience wilderness in life as long as we are still here on earth. And learning from the Israelites, let us allow God to examine our hearts. Let us learn to call upon Him at all times. Let us learn to check our heart if there are bales in our lives that would hinder us from being faithful to our God. It is very costly to be unfaithful to God. God will not take sin lightly in our lives. He will deal with us. And sometimes the consequences would be very harsh. He would strip us of our blessings. He will do everything to get his attentions. And this morning, let us search our hearts. Let us look deep into our hearts. And we can allow God to examine. Let God examine our hearts if there are any bales or idols in us that needed to be surrendered to God. Maybe we are living in sin. Maybe we don't love the truth, though we know the truth, and we don't even apply the truth in our lives. We don't follow the command of God because we want to please ourselves. In this, in this time, even in this pandemic, due, due to this uh, computer gadget, we can neglect our time with God. We can neglect our prayer time and devotional time with God. We can be too busy with other things, and we can neglect God. We can be more dependent, enjoy the blessings of God, rather than being with God and enjoying Him in our lives. Let us then search, allow God to search our hearts if there are any bales in us, anything above God that we need to surrender to God. And second, let us allow God to search our hearts. There might be the, what are the wilderness of life that God is leading us to surrender to Him. Maybe we are in deep trials at this time. Maybe we are hurt or being offended by someone, and we are bitter inside. We need to surrender it to God. Maybe we have burdens. We are in grief. Maybe we are in, we are in hopelessness. We are, we, are, we, are, we are having health challenges in our lives, or even livelihood in these days. Maybe we have that fear of the future, and even the security in our lives. We can surrender it to God. God our God is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And He is all-present. Though we fail Him, 
from time and again, we can see how He leads back His people, Israel. He will not easily give up on us because we are His children and He loves us and He wants our attention to Him and He wants us to see and experience how good, how faithful, how powerful and wonderful our God is. Let us then spend a few moments at this time as we allow God to search our hearts, surrender our wilderness to Him, and also what are the, the bears of our lives that would hinder our spiritual maturity in our relationship with our God. Let us spend a mo few moments as we ponder upon, upon our lives, upon uh, allow God to search our hearts before we close in prayer. Father, we come before your throne of grace, your throne of mercy. Lord, we do know that there are many things in this life that would distract us from following you faithfully, from being faithful to you. Sometimes we allow trials, we allow problems to overrule our hearts instead of putting our trust in you. Sometimes we are bitter with life especially, Lord, in this time of pandemic. Lord, we pray for your healing upon us as we surrender, as you help us to surrender this unto your loving hand, O Father. Lord, there might be some bias in us. Maybe we have put things over you. Maybe we have loved things over you, O God, your blessings. Help us, Lord, to put you first in everything in our lives, to seek you first. Even, Lord, as you have promised, that you will never leave nor forsake us. We are so grateful and thankful, O God, despite of our unfaithfulness, despite of our failures, despite we sin against you, you remain faithful to us. And I pray, dear Father, that through the life of uh, Hosea and Gomer, O Father, we, we pray, Lord, that we indeed would continue to pursue you and to seek you to serve you and to put you first in everything. May your name be lifted up, be glorified in our lives and in our church. All for your glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.